Hello, hello to my beautiful self-healing souls. It's your host and your girl, Arena, and I mean, welcome back to Self Love Lounge. Here at Self Love Lounge, we hurt, we learn, we grow together. So grab your coffee, green juice, mystical tea, or white claw, I mean, why not? And let's get into it. Well, welcome back to Self Love Lounge. So I feel like I've been learning so much about my self-love journey, and which technically began in Canada, but I can't really say the story of like my self-love journey accurately without acknowledging like I'm from Mauritius Island where I was born. I moved here when I was like six years old. My parents immigrated to Canada, I guess it would be like 18, 19 years ago, which is incredible because I feel like I was really blessed in Mauritius. I was surrounded by so much love like and success. Like my dad was a famous international soccer player and my mom was just like Chris Jenner kind of vibes, you know, just like always on the go. Um, and we were always like going to like hotels people like ask me like, why did you go? And so growing up, as you all know, in Canada, it wasn't always fluid and easy. I feel like either like people that didn't really like identify completely with my identity, like obviously we look up to like Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez and like all these amazing people, but there was the lack of representation for me. And so when I watched your videos, it was like, oh my God, like I'm feeling seen, like she looks very similar to me. Um, And so Mary, like, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mary. I'm 23 years old and I make TikTok videos amongst a, a bunch of things. Thank you for having me, Arena. Thank yeah. you. It's so, it's so fun to be here. I just want to say this is my first podcast. Yeah, so this is, this is the first for me. Um, I might like do a lot of um uh, here and there. So don't mind me. But yeah, so what what, what do you want to know? Yeah, well, I want to know a little bit about your videos. I mean, Yes, you make like amazing videos, but like so much effort goes into it. And I watch this and I'm like, whoa, like this is so funny and like so creative and so different because we don't really see this. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's it's crazy that you say that because initially when I first started, I never saw myself of, okay, I'm a Mauritian girl making videos, trying to make it big in this mm-hmm. American world, American dream. I've never seen it as that. And then when start when people started identifying themselves with my videos, with what I did with me, for me, it, it got so much deeper because I, I've at first, you know, like a lot of people, TikTok started off as a joke and now here we are. And I yeah. never saw that coming at all, you know? So so to, to have people tell me like, oh, wow, I identify myself with you or I see myself in you or yeah. I love what you do. It's huge for me. It means the world because I'm like, okay, wow, I'm, I guess I'm doing a lot more than I thought I, I, I was. Absolutely. I even think like, you say like TikTok started off as a joke. I think it's because people were just like being recognized for their talent. And like, I always feel like whenever you're doing something big, there's always going to be like those people that are like making fun of you and being like, she has like a podcast or like she's doing TikTok videos until Mm -hmm. like people start recognizing like, this is so cool, you know? And so what was that experience like? Did you have people that always supported you or was it like, you noticed some people that were like jealous and then there were some people that just genuinely cared about what you were doing. 
it, it was hilarious, you know, because and it's funny because I talked to other creators and they've had similar experiences, if not the same. It starts off with people just mocking, like right. all over, you know, <laughs> even friends, you know, they're, they're making fun of you, especially me. I had given up a lot of things for years. So a lot of people didn't know, especially people in university, didn't know this side to me, didn't know that I loved theater, didn't know that I could sing, didn't know these things. <laughs> so I started off and I started making videos. Obviously, you're going to be like, okay, like, what is she doing? <laughs> She's clearly bored. It's a pandemic. she just went through a breakup she's miserable so that's how it really started off like people were telling me oh wow that's how you're dealing with the breakup and I would respond I would I would really say you know I prefer my situation than yours (laughs) (laughs) so you know I started off doing this these things to get my mind off of all the problems that I had at the time and I was dealing with health issues that's how it initially started yeah and so I started off making videos. Now that I look back on them, I cringe. I cringe. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I cringe. It's horrible. I deleted them, by the way, so you can't even go back there. Um. <laughs> But I did. And and then after that, I started discovering myself as a creator and, and discovering what worked, what people liked. And I started doing more of that. And what I obviously what I liked as well. So I started off with like commercials be like parodies. It was always the parodies because I love watching stuff and like not mocking it, but like just like interpreting it, you know, the way a lot of people see it. That's how it initially started. And then from there, people started hopping in. And at that point, it was like four or five months in. So it's like when you, when you see someone doing something for so long, you're like, okay, she's actually serious right now. Yeah. So at that point, people got quiet. People got quiet for a little while. And I think that, you know, it's like the sheep effect. People do have the same reaction. It's so funny. And I'm not talking about my close friends, obviously. I'm talking about people in general. They started being quiet. People were just watching. And I could tell from my TikTok was getting success. My Instagram was not. Because people were not commenting. We're not reacting. We're not liking it. They were watching. They were just watching. They were just watching. And they were there. They were there. That's the crazy part. And after that, I started getting recognition and partnership. And then I managed to get get on Fanmeo and I showed my video to Ed Westwick from Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. I did a commercial uh, uh, with him. (laughs) Not really with him, but with him in Photoshop. Yeah, I saw that. And I showed that to him. From there, they started taking me so seriously. They're like, oh, wow, this is going somewhere. She's, She's doing big right now. And as I was getting recognition from outsiders, from partnerships and from you know this actor people started getting loud again and they were saying oh wow I'm so proud of you you're my day one things like that it is just hilarious it's so funny yeah in general I feel like pandemic has accelerated the process for a lot of things friendships filter was creating this filter where the real real friends were staying in and you know the not so real friends or the friends that you were just physically with because they were there those those friendships were fading in general so with tiktok i've got to see like even more um of that like who was really there supporting who was just there when success arrived yeah yeah that's so like interesting for me to even see like even with this podcast like i have two separate instagram and i can tell like energy wise like when I post on my private it's like so judgmental it's like this like scary factor and then when I post on self-love lounge it's like love it's just like Mm -hmm. this high energy of positivity Mm -hmm. and so I'm always like questioning like what is wrong like what is going on here you know and it's like on your personal Instagram you have to follow these people because if you don't there's so much drama like what unfollow is like like oh my god really I know yeah exactly and then like for self-love lounge it's like you follow whoever you would like to follow and for me I just follow the people that I interview but 
Mm-hmm. I just think like this ties into my next question for you is that how do we trust ourselves? Um, and do we listen to others more than we listen to ourselves? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, going back to what you said, I think that I used to think that family and friends were the ones who were supposed to support you the most. I really thought that for a long time. And realizing now, I think that a lot of, and not obviously not, not, not everybody, and I've had, I have a great family and I have very supportive friends, but a lot of the time, friends and family, you can have you can be disappointed. You can be disappointed because there, there can be a lot of envy and there can be, there can be a lot of uh, jealousy into play. And uh, that's why a lot of the time you'll see that it's mostly like outsiders or people who don't know you, but who look up to you or who love you for what you do support you and not the other way around. And you would think it's the opposite because, you know, yeah. it makes the most sense that your family and friends should be the most proud. Um, but it's not always the case. And I think that comes from human nature, you know, yeah. jealousy, envy. And I think I had seen a video where they're saying that what happens is that you have two people who are the same level uh, walking at the same pace and suddenly that person is like stepping ahead and walking ahead and suddenly they're in front of you so either you catch up to them and you tell them oh my god I'm so proud of you or you just stay behind and you just watch them from afar and you know with envy and jealousy yeah that is so interesting I mean Envy and jealousy is something that sometimes it's embedded into like family members or even like friendships. And it's like, how do we kind of not even block it out, but sit with it and be like, this is what's happening. This is the current Mm -hmm. situation. How do I overcome this? Do I need to let them go? Do I need to let the situation go? Do I call them out on it? And what I've learned in the past is that there's they already feel this way or like the situation is already what it is. And so what you have to do is like continue moving forward. And like, even when you're posting, like staying consistent, and I think you've done an amazing job with like creating content and it's like so much work because I know for like having a podcast, you have to edit. It's like so much, it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think like when you find people that genuinely like support you, you learn to trust yourself as well. And I think like trusting yourself is so hard. I mean, you said that you went through like a tough breakup. Like how are you you able to I guess like take care of yourself and also like put your love into this work that you created mm-hmm. well it's um it's it's been a whole journey it's been a self-love journey because um back in the day back when I was in a relationship I didn't know what self-love was yeah. I didn't know what happiness from within was and it's been a journey towards happiness from within I really underestimated the importance of making yourself happy first yes. I was in a relationship where I let go of everything I loved, you know, in terms of hobbies, in terms of passions. And so my only source of happiness was this partner, was this, you know, was someone else who I loved, but it's not enough to make me happy as, you know, my entire being. So how can I be in this type of relationship where I don't even love myself, where I look for happiness in someone else? And on top of that, believe in myself and my dreams. I didn't, I simply didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe in my dreams. I, I let go of my dreams. So I was just holding on to this partner, to this person. Yeah. Um, so when the breakup hit me, it's crazy because a lot of pain hit me, mm-hmm. but my dreams also slapped me back in the face. Yeah. It was like, okay, now you're going to go back to singing. Now you're going to go back to make creating. Oh my God, that gave me chills right there. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and this, this moment. <laughs> and so it's like, I was in complete pain. I was also in the middle of a pandemic. The pandemic had just started. It was March, 2020. And so I was between these four walls and I had promised myself, I told myself that I would not ever let myself be destroyed by someone else. Right. I was like, whatever happens in my life, I'm going to make sure to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And so 
for him, for myself, for my family, for my ego, I had told myself that I was going to bounce back. So I knew that it was just a matter of time and that this time I was going to hit back with the hurtful things that can be said in a relationship. I also wanted to contradict those and go against them and go, right. go against some of the things that were said. So I started working, first of all, getting my confidence back and understanding why the breakup happened. And from there, it was like an, a lot of analysis, you know, like watching those psychology videos, watching a lot of that, because I really wanted to understand from the moment that I understood everything about, or at least everything I, I could know about the breakup and his side, my side, yeah. then I could move forward with mm. everything else. And that was getting myself back. Yes. So that's when I started slowly doing videos. When I was doing videos, I was actually still crying, breaking down yeah. a lot of the time. And slowly, I realized that for the first time in a very long time, in a few years, I was doing something that I love for myself, not looking at who's watching, not looking at who's commenting, just doing it for myself. Yes. Um, so when I started getting recognition, I was like, wow this is it. And for the first time, I felt like I was in the right place and I was doing what I love. And the thing is, it's crazy because even through my relationship, I knew that I let go of some of the things like singing, for example. I knew I let go of that. A little voice, it's not even me, a little voice told me that if this doesn't work out, you're going to go back to singing. So it's like interiorly, like I, I always knew that this was, my gosh, this is going to sound so corny, but that this was my destiny. The thing is, when you're in the right place, everything works out well yeah. everything everything goes in your favor in the sense that you're attracting just you're just yeah. attracting goodness and you're attracting what you love so essentially you're attracting people who love what you do it's just this whole creation that that's taking place and that's that's what's been rolling for me right now i i, I feel like i'm still discovering what i love but i'm just doing i'm just doing what i love no questions asked and i'm just trusting not in what other people say. Obviously, what they say means the world, the, the mm -hmm. positive, and you know, most literally 99.9% .9 is just positive, knock on wood. <laughs> I hope that doesn't change. But it's just been so positive. And 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 for that, um, I'm trusting in that. It's not it's not even trusting in their words, but the fact that I had someone the other day just DMing me and sending me a long message telling me that my videos has helped him go through his mom's death things like that and my jaw dropped when I saw that and yeah. I had chills I was like oh my gosh I never thought that I could change someone's life with just yeah. me so little just making content creation you know I, I've always wanted to bring smile to other people but being able to do that through entertainment through TikTok through videos yeah. is just such a bonus it's so mm -hmm. it's so cool so the way I trust in myself to answer the question, I know I, I go like left and right with my answers. <laughs> Thank you. But the way I, I trust myself now is, and I feel like the more you listen to yourself um, and not other people, the more you listen to your instinct, the stronger that voice becomes. Right. And now it's like when I make a decision, that voice is so strong in my head. It's so loud and clear. And when someone I don't trust is in front of me and they're telling me something, that voice is also loud and clear and it tells me don't trust that person. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Wow. So that's what's been happening. Yeah, I, I love the way that I'm hearing this. Also, I'm just like having so much like chills in my body just to hear your journey because I think like what you're doing is that you put in the work and you were in this like love frequency while you were creating all this stuff, but you were also like in pain, but you were taking care of yourself and you were figuring out yourself as, at the same time and you were in this love frequency and what met you was love as well. Like love met you back and it was through all these people and that story of like somebody messaging you and being like, hey, like your videos 
really changed my life is like so empowering. And it's like the service to others. And I, that's something I think why we're here today is just to like service other people and to empower them through our journey. And I mean, good for you for like putting this breakup into this like uplifting moment in your life where you found yourself. And that's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> just want to like sit for this moment and just like acknowledge my heart. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess like during the pandemic, collectively, we like lost so much. And I guess for you, you gain like TikTok, like this inspiration of like just creating something that you didn't even know you could create until you really had this inner voice in you to just like do it, you know, go back into singing, go back into who you truly were meant to be. And so what was something that you gain within yourself that most people wouldn't really like know about, you know? Ooh, that most people wouldn't know about. I think I think a lot of people didn't know I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dealing with health issues. It's funny because for the pandemic, people, you know, they lost a lot of things. I gained myself back. I was I was that lost person before pandemic, pre-pandemic. And I was I was really ill. I was sick. I think that looking back now, a lot of those physical health issues had to do with a an interior, just me, just not being well interiorly, like just the inside of me, just yeah. not being good psychologically, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that comes into play. And I think that's what made me, that's what at least worsened everything. Yeah, I was not able to be, to get back up. So right. gaining myself back during the pandemic has enabled me and I still have, you know, health issues here and there, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a lot, I'm so much stronger than I was mm-hmm. before I wouldn't, there were days where I couldn't even get up because I was just so physically ill. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that even when I was sick, I could be sick a day. It was a weird, you know, it's not a proper disease. It's not something that's concrete. I can't even, give, I can't even give you a name. It's yeah. just like these crazy strong symptoms that were always there and that I couldn't get rid of. I couldn't take medication or medication would just make it worse. Yeah. Um, so there were days where I would go several days just being on like on my bed, just not being able to get up. And then one day I just get my energy out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Then I go to school and everything looks fine. I just lost a little bit of weight. But apart from that, my energy is here. Mm-hmm. So people didn't know what was going on, or at least a lot of people didn't know yeah. um, that I was sick. And till this day, people don't, people right. really don't know that I deal yeah. with this here and there. But that is something about me. That's something I don't like to necessarily say as my story because there's I felt like there's so much more to that you know but it is a part and I and I feel like it's important for me to say it as well for people to know that if they're sick and they're going through some stuff it does get better mm-hmm. just like if when you're on your bed and you feel like you're dying or you feel like nothing is gonna go well just think think about your goals think about what you want to achieve because that's what got me back up I was there on my bed and I was like wow I really want to do this when I'm better I want to do that And that's what was keeping me going. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so, that's so cool. I mean, I think like you never really know what's going on into somebody's life. Like you see them through social media and it's like this, you know, highlight of how amazing your life is, but like, you know, you could post a picture and like have like nightmares or like cry yourself to sleep. You you don't really know. And I think for me, the first time I really acknowledged that everybody was going through something was like high school, like 
everybody is going through something and you have no idea because in high school we're we all have like egos and we're all in this like facade like it's me 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 oh my god yeah right and then you get older and you're like wait like it's not just me 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 like everybody was going through it and like it's so much more easier to forgive somebody or just really see them for who they are and that's human and I think most people especially people that have like such big platforms and you're like growing on on social media and you're you know, making a name for yourself, I think it's like so hard for people to like make room for mistakes. And I think mistakes are lessons and they're blessings. And they're like actually a gift that we all have when we go through all of these situations that are really hard. And so my next question is, how did you find inner happiness? Or I like to call it inner peace. How how did you find that within like the chaotic world that we live in? Um, I think you have to look for inner peace. I think that's, that's a big part of it. I think that a lot of people go on with their lives not stopping. I was one of them. I was just always going, always running, always trying to get things done. Yeah. Um, but not taking the time to sit down and reflect on my life, on my own life, on mm-hmm. everything that's going on, on the people who are in my life as well. Because, you know, so, so many people enter your life and you don't really have the time to filter and say, is this person bringing me something good? Are they doing yeah. something good for me? You know, am I bringing them something good? Yeah. Things like that. So the pandemic really did that for me because I had never been in a situation. I was always on the go. I was always running but to places. It's like now everything is virtually. I'm still running, but I'm burning <laughs> virtually. So it's, it's calmed down. Before it was in person. So I would go just downtown and then the other side of the city and then just, you know, running to get things done. And so I always, I was, by, by the time I got back home, I was always tired. No time for, no time to think, just music and sleep. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And the pandemic literally put us in quarantine <laughs> yeah. like, you know that doesn't really happen much <laughs> but it did for all of us and yeah. so I was stuck between these four walls yes. and at the time I, I wasn't doing everything that I'm doing now yeah. so I was finishing exams it was exam season and the breakup had just happened and I for the first time I sat down and I re- I reflected on my life I was like okay my 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 relationship lasted two years and and some months I was like yeah. what really went down and so, and I started questioning everything the before the after the mm-hmm. during it's when I started questioning for the first time that yeah. I started getting answers yeah. uh, and after getting these answers I was like okay now what do I do about it? What do I do with all of this? Yeah. Now that I've come down to this conclusion, it was literally like writing an essay, but in my head. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like conclusion. You research. <laughs> yeah. You do your research. First of all, you have your horrible introduction, you know, <laughs> introduction about life. In this case, it was mine. Yeah. And then I have, I, I did my research and then slowly coming down to conclusions to conclusion. And yeah. then, you know, it was found. I found my inner peace from all of that, but I had to look for it. There was no right. way that I could go on with my life at the same pace that I was going super fast, super right. quickly and try to find my inner peace. That was impossible. I had, I really had to be forced to sit down and, yeah. and face all of that. And even then, you know, I like, I find my inner peace, but sometimes I have, you know, moments where I break down moments where I'm not happy moments where I self-doubt everything yeah. um, and what keeps me going is spirituality I feel like I've really really become a lot more spiritual mm-hmm. through this pandemic just building a relationship with God and just you know listening to God's voice listening to my inner voice mm-hmm. and struggling with that and and from the moment that I have this sort of 
circle, this invisible circle surrounding me. Yeah. Um, this bubble, you know, I I feel like no one can really enter and break it. Yeah. Or at least my 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 pace and my whatever path I'm on. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so like, ugh, like I love what you say because I really think like what you did was you had some kind of trauma, whether it's like minor or big or whatever. And you kept digging into it. Like, why, why am I feeling this way? What happened? And asking questions, which we don't do enough. And that is building a relationship with yourself. You know, you're hanging out with yourself and you're like, okay, let me just like figure out my life real quick. Like why I'm feeling this anxiety or this depression or whatever it is, you're just keep digging into it, you know, and you're not like brushing it off, you're really just facing what you need to face and you can't run anymore because we're in quarantine, but (laughs) exactly Exactly. really what it is. (laughs) It is what it is. And I think like, um, spirituality, I mean, I love that you touch on this because I think it's been such a part of my life as well. And I think what we went through was like a tower moment. And I like to say like this tower moment is like when you build everything up and you're like so great and then everything falls apart and you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. shoot, like this just happened. You're this little human, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like, I think like when people go through tower moments, that's when they like, once they come back up, they come back up. Like you came back up and you just like blew up the world with your videos and like, just like being yourself as well. And like, um, just spreading so much positivity. And I think energy is like, so incredibly powerful, like how you talk to yourself will essentially attract whatever you're going to be attracting. And if you're like negative, you're just going to attract just that. So yeah, like I think what you touch on with spirituality is amazing. And I'm just curious to know, like, how does spirituality like enters your life? Like, how do you go about that? Yeah. um, Oh, wow. That's a that's a great question. I've never answered that before. I'm very I feel like my my relationship is very personal. I don't I don't talk. I feel like I don't talk about it with a lot of people. I used to be very spiritual as a kid mm-hmm. I had faith from like day one and yeah. I would never doubt it and then sometimes that faith would leave and through the negative moments that I've had in my life I feel like my spirituality completely left it was gone it was right. gone and I was just I was just doing but I feel like that little ball that bottle of spirituality <laughs> in me was just empty mm-hmm. um and I didn't I, I wouldn't sit down and, and think about how I should pour back into yes. it yeah um and and yet I was, you know, because I'm Christian, I'm Catholic, and I was I was going to church. I was going yeah. to church weekly, but it was, still wasn't enough. And I think that being in the middle of pandemic, I was like, okay, my my conscience was was haunting me. I was like, okay, I have no church now. What do I do? I have to pray. So then I was like, okay, and I used to pray as well, like you know, looking at books and looking at just things, and and not really just talking, just mm-hmm. talking to God. Whereas yeah. now it's like everything that I'm going through in my life, I talk to God. I talk to God as if it was a friend, as if yeah. it was a really respectful friend that I look up to. But I wake up and I'm like, okay, God, make this a good day. And I think yeah. it's so important to, in general, to, with people, with relationships, with anyone, it's so important to be thankful. And so I thank him for everything that I have, first and foremost, because I'm very, I'm very, very grateful to him. And I acknowledge that he has helped me through everything that I have now. There's no way I would have got, I would have been here without him now Mm -hmm. and would have had the the strength that I have. Because I like to see myself as a little, little being. I, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm, I'm far from perfect. But the only perfect thing that I have is that I have God. That's it. That's the only thing I can really, really brag about. And from there, I I acknowledge all of that. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to be a better person? What can Mm -hmm. I do? And so my, my, 
actual goal in life is just to become this better version of myself or at least the the version that God expects me to be yeah and through everything that I do whether it's through singing or through my relationships through my conversations yeah and obviously I make mistakes but yeah. that's how I really think inside I'm like okay how can I wake up and become a better version of what I was yesterday yeah and that's why I I constantly work even in my work I constantly work towards improvement and I love to see that my videos were crappy before and that they're <laughs> a lot better now because I'm like okay I've worked to become a better version of myself in that field and mm. I can do same in, in spirituality. Well, um, and also like, how is your connection to Mauritius? Because I feel like we have some Mauritius listeners um, that are listening here and representation for me is like so big and I try mm. to really represent Mauritius, but also just represent being Canadian as a woman of color. I think it's something mm. so important to really represent that. So what is your connection to Mauritius and... Yeah, both my parents, both my parents, okay. my whole family's, my whole family's from Mauritius. Okay. <laughs> Um, but my mom has Chinese and Indian, uh, and my dad is like Creole and Indian. So it's like a lot of, a lot, a lot of mix on both sides. Yes. Love that. Um, Yeah. It's so that's, and that's what I love about Mauritius is just how diverse it is, you know, and how deep the roots are. Um, and that's, that's why Mauritius is so important to me because I'm, I'm a person I love to talk. So when people ask me, what's my story? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the full story if you want. You know, I won't. I won't make the summary. So when I was little, and I was this little girl of color yeah. in the middle of, because I, I was, I grew up in a French. I would say a little French village. It's a French mm-hmm. city, it's a small city. Yeah. Um, it's called Rouen, and the little vi- village where I came from was called Mont-Saint-Aignan, and you you know you could count the people of color on on your yeah. fingers there at the time, especially. Yeah. So. People would always tell, you know, question where I was from. They never, they would never see me as French. Mm-hmm. Or at the time, I was fully French. You know, I was just, you know, a little girl yeah. walking on the French streets with my yeah. little French accent. Um, <laughs> but having people constantly ask me where I'm from made me question my own identity. Right. Um, and and my skin color became where I'm from. So now mm-hmm. it's like when you ask me where I'm from, I'm like, okay, what does my skin tell you? What do my eyes tell you? What does yeah. my face? Yeah, because there's there's a story with everything with oh, every single trait of your skin. Yeah, you know. So c- then coming to Canada, Toronto, Toronto, Canada. In high school, it was so diverse. Right. So no one was questioning. We didn't care. You know, <laughs> color was just color. We, we knew where each other was from, but we would just go on with our day. It wasn't mm-hmm. important. And right. then coming back to university, where a lot of people were international, but I was already I was already connected to to Mauritius in a sense. Just you know, saying that out loud, saying screaming my Mauritian roots, it's something mm-hmm. I started doing in university when I came. And well, first of all, when when I would tell when I would tell my French friends that mm-hmm. I'm actually French, they would be like, "Nah, you're lying." <laughs> like, no, I actually am. Because yeah. you know, Mauritians are very friendly. They're very welcoming. They're very into music. So the way just my personality is and how I am screams Mauritian. Yeah. And I, you know, you put sick. If you don't put sick, I'll put it for you in the yes. room. Like I'm that person, and I love Mauritian food. I lo- I can cook Mauritian food. Mm-hmm. In terms of actual roots, yeah. my roots are Mauritian. And it's not because I wasn't born in Mauritius that I don't live with, you know, with these roots yeah. at the end of the day. You know, I don't eat blanquette de veau mm-hmm. for, for lunch. I eat rougaille saucisse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm from. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That is so like heartwarming. But also just like, I love what you say, like Mauritius, it's like, there's so much diverse people in there and it 
hence like how we ended up like so um, inclusive and wanting to like empower other people. And I think like, I love that you have so many connections because myself, my dad is, I guess would identify as like African and then my mom would identify as Indian. And so, you know, I'm this like melting pot of like different things. But even then, like, I feel like I don't really truly know like what I would label my like Mm -hmm. ethnic You know, like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so hard to do. Till this day. Now I just say I'm Mauritian. If you don't know, just look it up. (laughs) Just look it up. If yeah. I used to say, okay, because the thing is, I can't say that I'm Chinese. I can't say that I'm Indian. I can't yeah. say that I'm black. I can't say that I'm white. Because yeah. it's a mix of everything. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. because we come from so many different places. You know, you'll have a Mauritian friend who's like Chinese Mauritian. And mm-hmm. then just one who's like Indian Mauritian. And yeah. so that's very di- different from also who you are, who I am, right? Yeah. So all of these just constantly make you question yourself. You're like, yes. okay, I'm Mauritian, but what am I? Yeah. <laughs> what <does that> mean? <laughs> yeah, really. Like, that's so important to, like, touch on because I also never understand how to ever answer, like, where is Mauritius? And I'm always like, okay, how are they going to oh, understand right. this? Like, yeah. it's near Madagascar because, like, there's a movie called Madagascar. <laughs> yeah. yeah I identify that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I've literally had people tell me, oh, my God, Madagascar, like, the movie. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Like, no, no, I don't. It's like barely it. like it's not that close, but like yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the country that you know. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, but it's in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, things. Yeah, I know yeah. it's it's hard, but now it's it's like it's something that I used to be af- afraid to tell, mostly because I had a teacher in grade five mm-hmm. where she asked us to write our ethnicity uh, or and where where we came from, mm-hmm. and I told I wrote down all my origins, and you know, Mauritius comes to you know there's a lot of people who immigrated there's a lot of people who colonized there's there's a lot of story behind you know that that makes you who you are so I started writing everything down it was a long list and then she said no you're just this and that and that day I was like okay and I called uh, yeah yeah I came home my dad sent her straight on the phone it was all good it ended well that made me realize that okay so people already have an idea of who I am. So should I go with that, their idea? Or should yeah. I tell people who I really am? Or yeah. should I find out for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to find out for myself. And that's what I've been doing. So it's like now when people yeah. ask me where I'm from, I don't give them the answer that they would want to hear or that they expect to hear based on my appearance yes. or based on what they know. Because I've noticed a lot of, like in France, people will immediately know uh, Mauritius Island or Madagascar or Reunion Island. Yeah. Whereas here, people mainly know in America, they mainly know, you know, Guyanese people, all those islands that are near America, yeah. which makes sense, you know, but I'm like, yeah. do I give them that answer or do I tell them everything, even yeah. if, t- even if it takes longer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I remember, um, also like in, I think it was like grade seven or eight. And this teacher was like, kind of asked, like questioning my last name. Cause my last name is like kind of a French last name, yeah. Antoine. And, um, and in French it's Antoine, but mm. it was like so weird that how he was questioning. He was like, how is your last name Antoine? And like, the other girls and the other boy who was Indian has like an Indian last name. And I just sat there like so uncomfortable. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I'm just questioning like, yeah, why is my name like that? Who do I, you know? And you're just questioning your identity. And I think you said something so like amazing and beautiful is that there's so much like ethnicity culture in Mauritius and that's just the beauty of it. And that should just be that. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to like explain exactly like the full story 
unless yeah. we really want to and we really feel like we want mm-hmm. to. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I guess like my, to like, just wrap this up a little bit, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? (gasps) Oh my gosh. It would be to, oh, you're making me like reflect on something. (laughs) I would say I would give myself advice from the person because before, you know, going through this whole Go, before going downhill, I was doing good. I was doing a lot of the things that, I, that I'm doing now. Just right. before it was, you know, throughout school. Now it's public. Mm-hmm. Um, but through these tough moments where I was just no, no trust, no confidence, yeah. no nothing. I would just tell myself, make yourself happy first. Mm-hmm. Like make yourself happy first. Yes. Because I didn't think I was important. I had, I didn't think that I mattered. I, I thought that, okay, I need to make the people around me happy. But the thing is, you can't. And this is something we hear often, but it's so true. You can't make others happy unless you make yourself happy first. Unless you, you they base that happiness off of your happiness. Because yeah. the moment that you're you're miserable and you're trying to make others happy, you're constantly pouring their cup, but emptying yours at the same time. Yes. Oh my god! You know, so it's it's just so important to have both divided. You have a, yeah. two cups. You you know you fill it and you 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 pour some in both yeah. equally. Yeah. Not not any other way around because um you matter. You matter so much more than you think. Mm-hmm. Not to others, but to yourself. Yes. You matter to yourself. I I really love that. I love everything about you. I mean, I just learned so much. Yeah, I just like learned so much about you and like your journey and also like how you speak about Mauritius and how you speak about yourself, how you speak about others. And I think you're such a light in this world and I'm so happy that we got to Yeah. For having me. This this is amazing. This is an amazing talk. You're amazing as well. I'm glad I know you. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're gonna be like friends after. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, but for all the listeners, where can we find you on social media? And do you have any current projects that you're working on? Ooh, um, you can find me on TikTok, you can find me on Instagram. It's La Frambuesa, L-A-F-R-A-M-B-U-E-S. Two A's, La Frambuesa on TikTok and on Instagram. I post reels, I post TikToks. And current projects that I'm working on, I'm actually working on releasing a song in the Ooh. fall. Hope. Oh my God, that is so exciting. I, I honestly can't wait. I've listened to you <laughs> sing on um, your Instagram. It's so beautiful and I can't oh, wait to see you. what you do next. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. A little reminder, how can you support Self Love Lounge? Please subscribe, rate stars, write a review, and you can also find us on Instagram at selfloveloungeunderscore. And I will see you all every, every other Wednesday. Wednesday.